Girl, hurry up. The episode's about to start. Edify, edify, divine, shine, thrive. No lies, a new mind. Bitch, don't forget to subscribe. Get designed to edify. Skip the line and edify. Let <laughs> me stop. Edify Tribe, thank you for tuning in to Edify Minds Podcast, where I discuss issues that young Black women are facing regarding relationships, self-love, and accountability. I do so by incorporating God's standards, teaching you to unlearn toxic social media culture, and by addressing Black culture debacles. So today we've got a special guest on the show. Um, I met you around this time last year. Literally. Literally around this time. And it was like, as soon as we met, we kicked it off. We were just talking as if we had just gone way back. We did. And back then, I didn't have a podcast. So I didn't tell you, like, I'm a podcaster. And you didn't tell me that you do content. So I'm finding this out, like, this year. I'm like, okay, he's doing his thing. And it was just so natural. So I felt like he's got to be a guest. He was on my list from day one, believe it or not. I had you. Yeah, you're like my top five that I wanted to. Because I want to do interviews with people I know before I do it with people I don't know, you know? Right, right. So welcome, Malik, a.k.a. Jay Couture. Welcome to Edify Vines. Thank you for having me. I'm so blessed to be here, and I'm just excited for the journey that you have going on so far. You're going to go so far. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, I want to kick it off with, like, who are you, where you're from? Tell, Tell us a bit about yourself. All right, so Malik is the only name that you're going to hear in the beginning, and then everything else is going to be Jay Couture after that. Period. Period. However, Malik is from Tucker, Georgia, which is like, I don't know my north, south, east, west, I know but where Tucker it's, is. it's somewhere around Atlanta. Close to Lowburn. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I am from Tucker, Georgia. I am the oldest of six. Oh. Um, and majority of my family is from LA, okay. Redwood City, San Francisco area. However, my motive and who I am all together is someone that is positive, someone that also is ensuring that everything that I do has a walk by it. Mm-hmm. Meaning my words, they have legs mm-hmm. because I'm going to fulfill every word that I do and that I also say, Yeah. which leads into J. J also means just accomplishing equal empowerment. Oh, I didn't know that J was like an acronym. I didn't know that. Amen. I thought that J was, isn't that your middle name? So my middle name starts with a J. Got you. So okay. it's kind of the, the correlations and the connections are I love there. That. Yeah. But yeah, my brand is literally just accomplishing equal empowerment and that's what i do on a day-to-day basis on instagram tiktok and all the social media platforms at 9 a.m every morning i love that yeah so it's speaking of positivity let's do a vibe check all right i was watching a sermon i just started this feelings are usually attached to like spiritual feelings right but instead of asking you what you're feeling what did you wake up thinking this morning what have you been thinking throughout the day we can have a vulnerable moment what what have we been thinking Honestly, how I'm going to get through the difficulties that I'm presented with every single day in life. Mm. So understanding that I cannot worry about tomorrow if I don't have today already planned out. Mm. So ensuring that I'm actually just getting up and making my bed up. And as I'm making my bed up, I'm saying a prayer. And I don't have to be, you don't have to be religious to say a prayer. Mm. You can be very spiritual to say your prayer. Or if you want to dumb it down, you can be very positive to say your prayer because it's words of affirmation that you're going to use in order to pour into the things that you want to do in your life per day each day. Yeah. 
So what do you speaking of that though, because I just had a girl on right before you. Yeah. What do you think the difference is between being religious and spiritual? Because that's a that's a major question. I feel like everybody's trying to say, I'm not religious, I'm not, but the definition is pretty much the same thing. I yes. mean, I understand religion. You have some people who think they're mightier than thou, right? And they're, right. they're judgmental. But I feel like our generation is changing that. And yes. if we can be Christians and not be judgmental because that's like our parents and grandparents type of yes. wave. Why do you think people are still saying, no religion, I'm spiritual, when by definition, it's kind of the same thing? It is the same thing. However, it makes me feel better to say spiritual, mm. simply because growing up in a household where religion was like, you have to go by the Bible, mm. that's how I view religion. And I'm not I'm not going by the Bible every single day, because if I go by the Bible every single day, I feel as though I'm going to judge myself if I go against the Bible, because mm. at the end of the day, I do ask for forgiveness in moments where I don't even need forgiveness. Mm. However, spiritually, I feel as though it's a little softer. Mm. It allows me to feel like I'm airy. It allows me to feel like I can actually be myself. And not being judged by being myself, by myself, and also by others that view me. Mm. So that's the, that's I know it's a vague answer, mm. but it really has a big impact in regard to how I feel about it. So I can't speak for everybody, but I can speak for some people that understand exactly what we're talking about today. I, I realize that family plays the huge part. Yes. It, it's it's family and other people's judgments, like you said, that make you feel like you're being judged. But I'd like to just remind people that, you know, God says we're going to F up. He literally says that all throughout the Bible. And yes. he hung out with the scammers and the prostitutes and the ratchets, like, the you know, and the thugs. So <laughs> I like to remind people, like, I guess, like, not to let other people kind of, like, trick us out of our position, I guess. Because yeah. I'm telling you, the old folk, they're the ones who come to church and act like they're holier than now. But, I mean, the same thing happened in the Bible. There was a time where people was acting like, you can't do this and that. And God said, all right, whoever um, is perfect you know, throw a stone exactly. at, at this lady and they all walked away. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, I'm, I'm, you know, I like to just ask why. And mm -hmm. I feel like it's because of other people. Yes. It's not even necessarily has to do with God or Jesus, whatever you, you know, identify it's, it's people. Yes. So when you make this content, the motivational videos, is that why you made it? Was it to encourage people um, when it comes to like ignoring other people? Because you, you got into motivational videos, in my opinion, kind of like out of nowhere. Yes. So what inspired that? Honestly, I actually started a very, 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 very long time ago. So I started actually doing, I started venting mm -hmm. to myself on Snapchat. Okay. And I would only keep it in my save, you know, the little save area yeah. on Snapchat with the barcode. Mm -hmm. I would keep it to myself because I was just like, I just needed to get this out. Are you still on Snapchat? I'm still on Snapchat. Who's still on Snapchat? Me. <laughs> Jake Couture, that is right. Period. But look, tell yes, me. Yes. And on and on the Facebook, because you can't say just Facebook. The Facebook. Yes, the Facebook, okay. but also on Insta. Okay. okay. But back to the original question and also answering that, the biggest thing, honestly, is just I started out venting. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I was just like, wait a second. Hold on, wait a second. If I remove a few cuss words, because I started out, if you scroll all the way up, scroll up now. Mm -hmm. I was cussing and I was fussing, but I didn't get a lot of views that way. The whole entire moral of it is I know for a fact that I'm not the only one that thinks that I am doing wrong when I actually am doing right. Mm. So including Jay mm. in that, just accomplishing equal empowerment, ensuring that I am not just doing this for myself because I'm not a gatekeeper. Right. I'm really not. I want, I want to make sure that everybody is doing the things that they want to do, regardless if judgment is in the picture or not. Because at the end of the day, when Cletus says that you shouldn't be drinking and he goes to the, the store and get a 40, <laughs> what? 
I don't understand you, Cletus, because you just told me I should not be drinking. Let me find out you're drinking a, a 40 instead of Remy, Cletus. Come on now, Cletus. Don't play with me. But at the end of the day, I want you to understand that you are in control of what you can do with the power of whoever it is that you believe in. Because I'm not pushing God or anybody else down your throat. It's who you believe in. If you want to believe in yourself, go ahead and believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. Just make sure that you're always including and also accomplishing equal empowerment. Do you feel like we actually have the power to do everything that we want to do though because and i say this because i recently went through a very bad breakup right yeah. and i'm talking about this a lot this season but but I, i'm not really strung up on it i no, just have to you ahead. know no, um no. i felt like i was dying i felt like i was dying i felt like something's wrong and i had to realize i don't got it i mm -hmm. said god i don't got this yeah i cannot do this alone i understand positivity i did it affirmations but i couldn't do it i had to get on my knees and ask god help me then I started getting sermons. Then I started getting friends reaching out I haven't heard from in a long time. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like calling on a higher power, calling on God is needed because there's only so much that we can do. I mean, we're spirits. We got to feed that. Mm -hmm. We're not just humans. We're not just emotions. Uh, what's your take on understanding that sometimes we don't have the power to make everything happen? We do need assistance. We do need help. So there's a difference between now and later and also the past. Mm. So when it comes to being stuck in the past, you will never have the will. Mm -hmm. And this is the only time that I will ever say never, because again, we go off of the, the saying, never say never. Right. But you have to say never in some instances. I will never go back. Mm -hmm. So if you're stuck in the past and you're trying to get out of the past, I will never go back. Right. But if you continue to be stuck in the past, you will never go forward. Mm -hmm. So you have that will. Right. It really just starts with you. Right. So in the now, I can't be focused about the future because that equals anxiety. Mm. How am I going to actually move forward? How am I going to get past this? Mm. That's anxiety. That's right. trying to figure out how I'm going to go about tomorrow when I'm still at, I'm still on 9 a.m. in the morning today. Right. And I still haven't even got to 12 p.m. Right. And I don't even know if I'm going to be alive until then. True. But the, at the end of the day, everybody has the will. It's about how you apply that will. Mm. If you get a job and you apply, let's just bring it all the way down. Okay. When you want a job, you go onto the website and what do you do? You apply. You apply, yes. right? Yes. And then you get that interview. You study for that interview, right? right? Because you made sure that you had the willpower to take care of getting that job. Mm -hmm. Why can't you do that in your personal life? True. I don't know about you though. I pray about that job and I ask God, is this job for me? Because if it's a no, yeah. I think that a lot of the times we carry that on ourselves because we think we can do it all, right? right. I, I studied for the interview. I'm a great candidate. Why not? Well, maybe it's God's like, huh? look, I got something better for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes we don't see it at the time. Correct. You know, but, you know, going into your content, you know how you said in the beginning, you started off kind of cussing and doing a little rash. Yes. And I, I'm the same way. Uh, last season, I was incorporating scripture at the end of my, my, um, episodes yeah. i was cussing all throughout my episodes yeah. so uh people were like people, you know what i'm saying people were kind of confused right yeah. but i'm still this is who i am sometimes i have a little pat of mouth yeah do you feel like because like you said in the beginning people weren't resonating with your content no. do you feel like we see more positive or negative content what, what do you feel like like people are ingesting more of they want to ingest more of we see both mm -hmm. we re we see the positive content mm -hmm. But we just take it in for ourselves. We don't share it. Ooh. Why, why do you think that's the case? Because we know for a fact that we're going through something. And if there's somebody that's doing better than us and we, we post that, they know for a fact, dang, okay, they're not doing as good as I thought they were. Mm. So you're not going to post that positive content. But what you will post is Fifi 
taking the wig off of uh, KK's head because oh. that's funny. That's traumatizing for them. Right. But at the end of the day, I've had my laughs and I still will have my laugh of things that are historical like that. Right. But do I really find, do I really need to find things that are historical in people's trauma? Mm. Because again, you don't want to find, you don't want the next person to find anything that is trauma to you, historical to them. Yeah. So yes, we see a bit of both, but right. we, we act different to each. I wonder why, because I feel like when I look at negative content, I feel like people are gaslighting me. Mm -hmm. Like, and I just started getting onto this word gaslight, but me and a guy, we got into it recently mm -hmm. and I told him, I'm like, you're gaslighting me. He's like, I don't know what that means. So I said, let me break it down for you. Yeah. This is what the F it is. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I feel like when it's negative content, we are gaslighting somebody else's experience. Like you said, we're quick to repost something that's negative. We're quick to repost these girls fighting. I don't know what that girl's going through. If she's suicidal because it went viral. Why do you think we gaslight people's experiences on social media? And have you ever done that subconsciously on accident when it comes to gaslighting? Yeah, I have done it subconsciously. Okay. Um, however, the biggest thing of them all is, is that I don't repost it anymore. Mm. I'll send it to a friend because it's funny. <laughs> I'm definitely going to send it to a friend. Keep it real. I am. That's in fine. a DM. And then everybody has receipts at this point. However, the biggest thing, honestly, is just making sure that we know what we're doing. And we're, we're keeping our eyes open. Yeah. In my prayer, going back into the beginning of my day, I make sure I started out so that way I continue what I'm doing and what I say. Mm -hmm. So in my prayer, I make sure I ask God to open my eyes to see the things that I need to see in order to make better and executive decisions in my life. Mm -hmm. So if my eyes are closed, I know for a fact that I'm probably going to judge someone. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to gaslight someone because I'm being negative. I haven't set my day properly. Right. So if we have not set our day properly, guess what we're going to do? We're going to gaslight, judge, and be just indecisive about a lot of things that we should not be indecisive about. Right. And at the end of the day, everybody is still in a learning period, no matter how young or old you are. Mm -hmm. So if someone does not know what gaslighting is and they gaslight someone, that's their ignorance. And ignorance is not also a bad word. Right. It happens to be just the act of just not knowing. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're ignorant. Right. You have to understand your ignorance has a repercussion of either you learning what to do with that ignorance and turning it into a positive, or you just staying ignorant and out of my space. Mm. Yeah. I love how you say choosing to be ignorant, right? Mm -hmm. Because like I said, I explained it to old dude and he was like, I don't know what that is. Even after I explained it, I feel like he purposely didn't want to understand it. And for me, when it comes to judgment, I peep how you said that word a lot, right? Not wanting to judge. I don't know about you, but like I'm in a season where I have to, discernment comes with some judging, right? Yeah. Not saying that, oh, I'm better than you, but judging like what the pattern is right yes. me and this guy we've had very negative patterns i should kind of have a judgment at this point that this person isn't really my friend they're not for me right when are some times where you actually encourage having good judgment not being um not trying to cast stones on somebody but having good judgment because sometimes we do need to judge people by right. their character what they say how they treat others um when, when would you say is a good time to to judge a good time to judge is honestly considering those that are going to be in your circle Okay. Regardless if it's a friend, regardless if it's a boyfriend, girlfriend, a friend, 2023, 2024, yeah. day X, whatever the case may be, yes. I support everyone. Okay. However, at the end of the day, whoever you lay down with, mm -hmm. you're going to have to get up and recreate that bed and lay back in that bed. Mm. So if you happen to have bed bugs in that bed, guess what? You're going to have to burn that bed in order to create a new one. And I didn't say burn the bridge. Okay. I said burn the bed and get a new one. Mm and restart over, mm -hmm. get a new pair of sheets, start over.
the biggest thing of it all is understanding that it's not a bad thing to start over. Mm. Starting over equals struggle. Starting over equals climbing to the top and succeeding. Mm. But again, it starts with that circle, whether it's just you in that circle or maybe two other people in that circle. You should not feel as though that you have to take on all of this thing and put it in your backpack. Erica Badu, Bag Lady. <laughs> bag Lady. We don't need a heavy book bag. One of my but favorite songs. Yes, one of mine too. Because yes. we can go on and on for that one. But as far as using your best mind of judgment is honestly ensuring that you know exactly what you're doing. And if you don't know what you're doing, go with your gut. Mm -hmm. You have these feelings and these senses for a reason. Right. And if you don't follow it and you, you end up saying, I knew I should have, stop that there mm. and just follow your gut and you'll be able to get to that next level. Yeah, I, I, that's all I've been praying for, for for the next level. For my next level is discernment because I know I can hold myself accountable that a lot of my friendships, relationships, decisions, I have not had good discernment. I mean, I've just kind of walked blindly yes. and I've just gone off of how it feels in the moment instead of stopping, like you said, looking at the bed I'm laying in and saying, should I burn it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or Because I got to lay back in it. Yeah. So I can't sit here and cry about it all day. No. I'm the one who's making up the bed every day. Yes. You know, you give me so much confidence, Jay. You give me a lot of confidence. Yeah. So growing up, I mean, were, were you encouraged to have confidence? How was it kind of growing up with your confidence? Did it come at a later age? Tell us a bit about that. I just stepped into my, my suit of confidence this year. This year? This year. Wow. I, again, being the oldest of six and mm -hmm. also having a large family, Sometimes your light has to be dimmed in order for others to mm. also be brighter or for all of us to shine together. Mm. So at the end of the day, it wasn't the fact that I was not confident. I was confident. I just did. I was scared to use it because I didn't want to outshine the next person. Right now, I'm sorry. I'm confident. We're confident. And I'm going to continue to strive to be confident. The biggest thing of them all is understanding that you nor me mm -hmm. are perfect. Yeah. But confidence is something that is different. And that's where it becomes a bit of a finagle because my confidence can be taken as me being cocky. Mm -hmm. And I'm not cocky. I just know me now. Yeah, you're just sure of yourself. Say, yes. However, it started out at a young age ensuring that I'm pouring my confidence into my siblings. Right. So majority of the confidence that I had poured it right into my siblings. Okay. Even to this day, I still pour it right into my siblings. There's a few of my siblings that... I may not be as close with now versus not because we're a split family in regards to my, my biological dad side, my biological mom side. Yeah. However, I pour majority of my confidence that I even gain to this day into my siblings because I don't want them to ever witness or second guess themselves in a decision that can really intimidate the rest of their life right. like I've done prior to this experience here. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure being the oldest though. Yes. I'm the oldest oh. of two younger brothers. Uh, athletes, very successful, both went to college and my, my family is a, a sports family. So they're very into their games, they support them. And I always felt like I was having to prove myself. So I always kind of felt like my confidence was dimmed. Uh, not that my parents said they're better than you, but by their actions, you know, they would just show up more. I, I just definitely understand what you say when it comes to siblings and confidence and being the oldest, so much is on your shoulders and you feel like you're constantly having to prove that, I'm responsible and I've got this and I can carry others, like you said, pouring into your siblings. See, that's a gracious thing that you did, but a lot of older siblings feel like they have to do that. Mm -hmm. I want a lot of older siblings to know you don't have to do that, no. but it's a great feeling when you do, yes. but people feel obligated sometimes. Yes. And then that can still drain you of your confidence yes. because you're so worried about others instead of worried about yourself. Yes. So I asked this question because our upbringing has to do with 
our initial part of like confidence, right? And we learn a lot of things when we're younger through family, um, through friends, through teachers, and then we have to unlearn them. That's our responsibility. Everybody tells us that, right? Yes. Oh, you've learned this, but it's your responsibility to unlearn it. Now, I agree to a certain extent because we'll uh, we'll unlearn to be nice to people. Mama said do that. Right. We'll unlearn to eat the veggies. Mama said to do that. Yes. But for some reason, we don't want to unlearn the the negative, negative things yes. why do you why why do we do that man like why do we want to make an excuse of what we want to learn and unlearn we have the ability to do like you said whatever you really put your mind to why do we want to unlearn the good stuff and then actually like we just can't undo the bad so this is when it gets deep so therapy <laughs> is very interesting right Are, have you ever experienced i'm going through therapy right now therapy so <laughs> i want breakup stage okay therapy the breakup stage is what introduced me to therapy same not me wanting to be better me trying to get over a breakup okay introducing the fact that dang i should be better for myself instead mm. of being better as far as revenge to my ex that's a whole nother convert i don't want to throw you off why i brought therapy into the topic today in regards to this question is something because there is one thing that i always would do is i would always second guess myself when it came to any and everything that i wanted to do and that i knew for a fact that i was really good at doing mm. So like self-sabotage. Yes. Okay. Yes. And that came from, and this is not me bad-mouthing my parents or my family at all, but in majority of the in majority of minority families, there is always that <laughs> if you're standing on the couch, get off that couch before you bust your head open. <laughs> why do I have to get off the couch? And or why like why what makes you think I'm gonna bust my head open by just getting off the couch or standing on the couch? Right. Why can't you say, hey, I don't think that's a good idea. Maybe you should get off the couch. Pipe down. Yeah. So those type of things is what stuck with me in my life in regards to me being an adult. But it's my my brain and my doing and my will to get out of that mindset. It's tough, but now I go into what if I being a hairstylist? I want to be a hairstylist. What if I get burnt by a hot comb? Right. What? Moving in fear because what your parents implanted in you. Right. Right. So that's where it comes from, I believe, Mm -hmm. because that's my walk of life. But it could be different from other people. Nine times out of ten, it's around that genre of things. Yeah, yeah. And that's one thing that I can like relate to with a lot of people. I think a lot of people move the same. Even though on social media, I feel like we try to point out differences. Yeah. There's a lot that we have in common, especially men, women, old, young. When it comes to emotions, yes. how a lot of people tend to deal with things. That's why I'm pro-therapy. I've been going on and off since... Oh, Lord, like 2014, 2015? Mm Because my parents went through a divorce. That was the breakup Uh, that led me to therapy. uh, And yeah, it was very, very draining for me. And so that was the first time I was experienced or or introduced to therapy. I loved it. I'm an open book, as you can see. And um, it really did change my mindset on a lot of things. Some things I can control, some things I cannot. Now, I saw a video of yours and you were talking about a fresh start, okay? And a fresh start, it's not a place, right? Mm -hmm. It's a mindset. Dissect that for us and tell us what inspired that clip because I thought it was pretty interesting, got a lot of likes. What what, what was behind that? So when you start somewhere, we're in December 2023 at the Mm -hmm. current moment. However, January 2024 is coming up, right? A right around the corner. Yes. Yeah. What do people do around this time? What do people say around this time for January? I've got a resolution. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to the gym. No, I'm going to eat my Ben and Jerry's. Why can't you start now? I I agree. Why can't you, right? And the thing is, when you do start in January, you don't last long if you're no. not serious about it. No. 
So it's that mindset that you have to ensure that you're instilling in yourself each day. This is not a maybe, however you do it, whether it's a prayer, whether you're sitting down crisscross applesauce, if your legs and knees will allow you to do such a thing, right? Yes. Or maybe you're just in a quiet space to where you're nowhere near a distraction in regards to phone, Netflix, whatever the case may be. You need to ensure that you're resetting your mind in order for you to reset your life. Mm. So whatever you want to do, it should start now. Yeah. It should not come out of your mouth unless you're actually going to do it. Right. And that's one thing that I had to learn. But it was a mindset. It was not a place. Mm-hmm. I can't just go because I, I lived in a few different states um, throughout my time and I'm back here in Georgia. Mm-hmm. However, I can't. I wanted to go to uh, Charlotte, went to Charlotte. It did not start a new life for me. Mm-hmm. It started a new address, a new zip code for me. It did not start a new life. I took the same problems that I had to Charlotte. That's, that's a place. Charlotte is a place. But it's the mindset that I had when I came back to a place where I already had memories, good and bad. Mm. The mindset that I changed when I came back to a place. Mm. So you can go to different new and old places with a new mindset mm. and you're able to see things differently. It's through I, the lens. I'm sorry. I didn't want to cut you off, but I, I love this approach because I've been thinking about moving. I've been feeling led to move. But at the same time, I been feeling like, like before I move... I've got to go back to therapy. I've got to address some things that I still need working on. Because like you said, all I'm going to do is bring it to the next place. And I don't know why I thought that moving to another state was going to be my new beginning. Not necessarily if I don't do the work inside. And and that's what my podcast is mostly about. I love how you're touching on this. Accountability is key. But I find that accountability is not easy for most people, especially the younger generation. And this is not to put it down. It's not to put them down. But this is just simply um, a time for reflection. It seems like because we're in such a self-indulging, self-pleasing society that people don't want to hold themselves accountable because all they do is blame them, 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 them. Mm -hmm. But it does have to do with our mindset and the choices that we make. You know, It It, it does. So it's very important. Yes. I want to stop here really quick, and I have a fun segment that I want us to do. Okay. So it's called Edified Eyes. Okay. Where all I'm going to do is have us watch a viral clip. We're going to dissect it. I want them to see our reaction, and let's go ahead and get into it. Okay. I'm excited. I'm getting sick of men saying that. I want a woman to be my piece. No, the. You don't. You want a woman that won't question you when you bring in chaos in her life, talking about be my peace. How you want her to be your peace when all you're doing is bringing nightmares in her life? And every time she speaks up, you say she's disturbing your peace. Of course she is. You cheating. You ain't available. You don't validate her. When you say you want a woman to be your peace, you mean you want a woman that don't speak up for herself, that don't call you out on your motherfucking bullshit. If you not doing bullshit, shit is peaceful. You don't even have to say be my peace when you are bringing peace. What peaceful ass nigga has ever had to say be my peace? The chaotic men, the disrespectful men, cheating men, the men that got fucking problems, the men that want to have their cake and eat it too, those are the men that scream, I want a, I want a woman to be my peace. Right. What are your thoughts on that clip? He just wants to play the Xbox. He just... <laughs> I said what I said. And if it's not the Xbox, because we know we have a different type of inter- individuals in the world. The Xbox, the PS5, the Nintendo P- GameCube, the Wii, whatever the case may be, you're playing games. Just stop playing games and understand the fact that you just don't want to be by yourself. You need to understand for a fact that it's okay to be by yourself, whatever... <laughs> 
trauma that you went through, whether it was in your childhood, whether you put it through yourself, whether a girl put you through it, whether a guy put you through it. I don't know who put you through it. You need to address those issues and move on. Right. But it starts with the mind. Right. I'm really getting sick and tired of people talking about how they want peace when they're not giving peace to others. And this is what I talk about when I say like that self-indulging type of thing. Yeah. I dealt with a many of guys who just feel like they can lie, they can cheat, they can deceive, and you're supposed to smile about it. No. If you no. want peace for me, I need to feel like you're pouring into me the same way I'm pouring into you. Yes. And like I've learned that in therapy that I don't have good boundaries. Don't want to tell people that because I'm working on it. But I found out that I give too much. I, I am always the one who's like telling them everything and letting them have the password to my phone and trusting them whole time they are not pouring into me and so no. therefore it's it's an unequal like um it's an unequal exchange yes and they still hit me with the well i need peace when i finally address them and say well how come you're not doing that for me you know what i mean it's like why why do you feel like certain guys move that way not guys women women too because we don't want to exclude them some of these women out here playing real dirty i'm like lord it's, it's they just, are. you know do you feel like it comes from a broken place do you feel like they get off of that like what well, I feel like it comes from what I experience. I feel like it does come from a broken place. Mm -hmm. And it also comes from whatever we can at a young age to now. Mm -hmm. So the kids in school, they react. Every kid reacts a little bit different, but they only react to repeat what they hear. Mm -hmm. So they're repeating their parents' actions. So if you bring your parents' effed up situations into your now relationship as an adult, mm -hmm you may have an effed up situation yeah. and you might want to get out of that one for the one that actually have all of their screws intact. <laughs> However, what I can say is ensuring that you know exactly what it is that you need to focus on is one thing, but staying in that peace where you are providing the peace, but yet you don't have the peace to give is another thing. Right. So I, I, I want to have grace, but I can't have grace. Right. It starts with you. Thank you. It's one of those things where I can't relate because I've never purposely wanted to hurt somebody. I've been backstabbed. I've been lied to, cheated on. But I've just never wanted to do that to somebody. And I have gone through traumatic experiences mm -hmm. when I was younger. Don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously, my parents divorced for a reason, right? We'll just right. kind of leave it there. But it doesn't mean that I want to, like like you said, um, bring that back into my adulthood, right? This is what I talk about on learning things. Mm -hmm. You peep how you said, okay, well, it started from their childhood, their adults unlearn it yeah. we have the ability to unlearn. why we got to bring we choose what we want to bring with us into adulthood yes and that that's what we got to stop doing yes. you know speaking of peace we talked a little bit about therapy has therapy brought you peace and and what do you feel like the theme of is with therapy for you is it peace is that what you're just wanting just after therapy is just peace peace in each category i'd say that so ther therapy you know what a revolving door looks like Yes. That's what therapy is to me. Okay. Once I find peace in this area, oh snap, another area comes open. Okay. I'm just like, wait a second. I just, I thought I was healed from that. <laughs> I was healed from a past relationship, but then I also had a whole entire childhood that I needed to get peace from too. Okay. Because at the end of the day, I was a child that was leading my siblings, although my mom was doing the best that she could ever have done mm -hmm. and still to this day does. However, I was leading my siblings when the time when my mom happened to have been at work or doing something to take care of us. Right. I was leading my siblings and I was still a child. Mm -hmm. So I had to minimize my childhood in order to make sure that I'm maximizing on their childhood because I don't want them to experience the things that I have. Mm -hmm. And also I may 
have not experienced. But the biggest thing of them all is ensuring that I am pouring into myself just as much as I'm pouring into other people. Right. As much duct tape is on my picture, because mm-hmm. my glass, Kool-Aid yes. picture, yes. there's a lot of duct tape on there. But at the end of the day, I know for a fact that therapy is turning that duct tape back into glass. Yeah, yeah. So to answer your question, therapy is a revolving door of peace. Right. And if I stop that, if I stop practicing what I've been going to therapy for, because it begins with me mm-hmm. and the will that I'm going to therapy for, yeah. at the end of the day, if I stop practicing those things, then I'm going to fall back into the same habits because habits equal comfort. And sometimes comfort is not the best comfort that you want in regards to the things that made that that's created these ill mindsets and attempts. Mm. I love that you say that because I'm actually watching a sermon right now. Um, you know who Michael Todd is? Pastor Michael Todd? Yes. Tra- Transformation Church. Yes. So he's got a series right now called Damaged But Not Destroyed. Okay. And one of his um, sermons was about patterns. Yeah. Unlearning patterns. And he talks a lot about how for some reason people in the church, religious people, who mm-hmm. he actually says he ain't religious, but he's an old pastor. He's saying, he's, he's saying that, look, sometimes religious people say that you can't go to therapy, that you just got to bring everything to God. Not necessarily so. You can do both. And I love how you talked about, like, when it comes to therapy, us having to do the work. You know what I mean? What is it about therapy that you feel like some people are afraid of? Because I've been to therapy. I've had a few therapists. At this point, four. Mm-hmm. One didn't work out. I damn near cussed her out. I said, Lord, help me. But right. she was really pissing me off. She didn't understand me. And it's like a lot of people go to therapy one time and they just give up if, if it doesn't work out. But if you apply for a job and it doesn't work out, you apply to another one. If you have a car and it breaks down, you you get another car. If you date somebody and don't work out, you date again. Why do you stop with therapy? So two things. The first thing is the therapist is not always right. Ooh. And my therapist told me that. Mm. My therapist, I'm going to use my government name on this one. My okay. therapist said, Malik, <laughs> I understand the things that you're telling me and I am I'm entering them into my mind so that way I can provide you with the best advice. Right. Not all advice is good advice. Okay. So not all therapists know every single thing. Mm -hmm. So yes, take all of your things to God. But on the way, God has put people here for you to also go and filter majority of the things that you want to do in life so that way you can have that will power for yourself to add it into your actual life and to pour it into your life. Another thing also is I have to say they don't want to face their fears. Mm -hmm. They see all the beautiful glitz and glams and this, that, and the third. But majority of those people have materialistic things, and that's their therapy. Mm. So you want materialistic things that do that you're not able to take in the casket with you. Make it make sense. It okay. doesn't. Or do you want things that are actually going to add value to the person that you are in order to get that dream wife, that dream husband, or just to be the dream of of your own? Mm-hmm. You want to be at peace. Right. You have all these minds going in your head or all these sounds going in your head and it's all negative things. Right. That's not peaceful. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's coming from a place of where I know it's not peaceful. Another thing is the small minded individuals <laughs> or the small town individuals that like to stay in one place and don't go anywhere. Right. So if Grandma Jackie is telling you therapy is for white people, it's not. Right. Therapy is for all you know, I feel like black people need it the most. If I, if, if I can interject there, I feel like we need it the most. I yes. feel like we've been through a lot. I, and, and on top of that, I feel like our ancestors went through a lot and it is passed down. Have you heard of, uh, you've heard of Jim Lynch, Jim Lynch. That sounds familiar. 
If you haven't, look up the book that Jim Lynch wrote. He, he broke it down of how slavery, all the uh, Jim Crow, it was a systematic system that has actually worked. It was meant to break down our people and it was meant for generations to screw us up. And it has worked. We see it even now. So I feel like we need it the most. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I hate how we say that it's only for white people. That is not true. No. White people, in my opinion, especially in America, live in luxury. And we are still trying to figure things out. No matter what picture social media tries to paint, we are still having so many ghettos, hoods. Um, our, our, our men are in prison, are dying at higher rates. Even the women are dying at higher rates. It's really sad and we need help. Hello. <laughs> I have a, a love-hate relationship with social media. Yes. Uh, why? Because I just feel like, I don't know, I just feel like it feeds into our sins and insecurities more than it does positive. Now, don't get me wrong. I know you're probably thinking, and I shouldn't think for you, but I know you're probably thinking, well, Kennedy, why not just focus on the good, right? Focus mm -hmm. on the good. Mm -hmm. How can I when I see that people are dying every single day? How can I when I see on my feed that people are just going through so much? I am trying, best believe. But what what do you think about social media as a whole? I mean, I just feel like it feeds more into my, it makes me angry. Um, sometimes I, I get a little jealous. Sometimes I get a little lustful. Sometimes I get a little greedy of watching what other people have. What, what do you think social media's real purpose is and how do you navigate it? One word, addiction. Addiction is not just in the category of drugs. Mm -hmm. Addiction becomes a part of love. That's a that. Uh, that's a that's a dangerous addiction. I almost cussed. Um, <laughs> social media, so many other things, but we're gonna park park right at social media. I was gonna say pornography too. Oh my god! I mean, I was like watching that at thirteen, and that spirit that comes with pornography, man, it really is a it's a mother. That. That right there I know. is an addiction of a lot of folks. Yeah. Whether you're too clean and prissy to actually admit the fact that it is an addiction of yours or not. And maybe addiction is a harsh word, but something that you actually look upon on a day-to-day -day basis and you actually cannot live without it. That's an addiction. <laughs> if you didn't know. If you did not know. Right. So with that being said, addiction is something that also can be swept under the rug or it can also be fixed. So- there is a certain thing that you can start doing in regards to when I wake up in the morning, I don't want to look at this. I don't want to be part of, I don't want to have my phone open. Matter of fact, I'm not going to sleep with my phone near me. I'm not going to sleep with my phone in the same room. Mm. I'm going to keep my phone over there. But when you are scrolling on these different platforms, just be mindful that it is a part of entertainment. It is not for you to actually say, well, Deborah has this beautiful dress. I need to go buy this dress to feel pretty because she looks pretty in it. Well, Deborah probably has the means to do that. And if you don't have the means to do it, then you need to stay where you are in the clothes that you have in your closet. Right. The shoe or shoes that you have in your closet is just good enough for now, because when you buy or whenever whenever you post, majority of the time, the attention that you want is not going to be the attention that you get. Right. The gift that you post will be the attention that you get. Right. And that's just what it is. Agreed. And then I just want to say also with celebrity culture, I mean, I don't idolize anybody. I, I I just never have. Even when people ask me who's my favorite artist, I just say Drake by default, you know, because I just would love Aww, to. I know I just. Boy. Yeah, I just, you know, and I'm like a lover girl. So I just say him by yeah. default. But when I see even celebrities, relationships, right, it's not always going to be glitz and glam. And we don't really know what people are really going through. So don't try to always do what other people do on social media. Yes. Don't allow it to stir up um jealousy or anger because you aren't experiencing it you don't even know what people are really going through no i i pick and choose what i put on social media now choose you don't know if this morning i had a good day like 
Nobody knows. So my thing is, what I find myself getting upset with is people trying to tell me how I should live on social media. That's what stirs me up. And I'm having to block that out, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to relationships. I just feel like people keep trying to tell me when I'm going to get married, what my value is, uh, who I should be with. Do I want to date outside my race? Why do you care, dude? Like mm. what, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just feel like whatever is my experience is mine. Yes. Whatever is yours is yours. You'll be surprised how the youth really is allowing social media to be their blueprint of their life. None of us are Jay-Z. Jay-Z is the only one that has an album, from my knowledge, that is titled Blueprint. Right. Some of us are architects. But what I want to put into that in regards to being an architect and blueprints is you create your life from based off of what your will is and what you want to do. So you can be an architect of your future, mm -hmm. which creates that blueprint. But as far as social media is in the blueprints in that category, X that out. Right, right. It's, it's a, an escape from reality. Yeah. Something that you may be able to see in person, something that you probably won't see in person. But if you feel as though that you have to always put on to get to that next level, to get to that next girl, next thing you know, the girl is going to check your refrigerator and all you got is water and barely even got water. You got so a whole closet full that. of Jordans. You got a whole closet full of Jordans and Louis Vuitton belts that you stole from scamming. And it's, yeah, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. She was speaking facts. Right. And Here I've seen it. it, you know, as creatives, because we're both creatives. Mm -hmm. How do you block out the negativity that may come? Because when I tell you, when I post things that people don't like, even when I think it's positive, they will. Da -da 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 -da. And on TikTok, I finally had to say, I approve of these comments. And Instagram, you need to catch up with that. I want Instagram to do that too, where I can approve of comments before they even post. How do you keep yourself sane? We're creatives, we're out there, we're putting our opinions out there. there there's got to be, you know, some moments where you're like, how can you even see something negative in what I just said? Like, how do you block the negativity out? So I look, this is, I, I'm a keyboard king, but I'm always positive when I'm a keyboard king. But this is me saying it to the camera. Thank you and God bless you. Because at the end of the day, we are creatives. Yes. And we do need those metrics to get us up to that next level. Mm. So if you're watching and you're a hater, I appreciate you. And this is Jay Couture approving this message because at the end of the day, you are a number to my views and my content. And you've just added a view to my content, regardless if it's something that you liked or that you did not like. I appreciate you and God bless you because at the end of the day, you're gonna do what you do and I'm gonna do what I do, social media or not. Thank you. I approve of that. Edified Minds approves of that entire thing. Thank you so much. Tell us about the power of self-talk. How important is it? How do you do your daily affirmations? Do you do daily affirmations? I feel like you do. I get that energy. Um, how, how is uh, self-talk important and, and how have you seen it played out in your life? I read myself. And I'm not saying read myself in regards to reading a book. I literally, the minds in my head, they go into, what if you can't do this? What if you can't do that? What if this? What if this? What if this? Maybe you should do this. I literally say, Malik, stop. We're going to do this and this only. And if you don't like it, unfortunately, you have to live with it because we are the same person. It's not you. Yes. It's the enemy. It is the enemy. But at the end of the day, I check myself. Okay. Ice Cube said once, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that is a living thing. Self-talk. Now, going into the things that I actually do for myself in regards to getting myself out of the bed is ensuring that I actually am going to work and walk on the words that I say on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. I and mean, that's really what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, every morning, 
Okay, I don't want to lie. I don't do it every morning. But I do it most mornings yeah. where I wake up and I say, I love you, Kennedy. And I hold myself and I rub myself. I love you, love you. And I feel like it makes me feel better. Like, I feel like it just starts off my day way stronger. Even when you walk around my crib, you'll see that I have, like, these queen of harmony. Yes, I saw it. Yeah. Yes. So that's something that me and my previous therapist uh, went over. Shout out to you, Ebony. She's actually out in Thailand, like, living her life. She's very, Beautiful. like, yeah. She's like, go with the wind, go with the flow. So like, she's like one of those, like go where life takes her. So you would definitely love her. She's a spiritual person. I love that. For sure. Um, So yeah, I I do that, look over that. And I find that as I've spoken things on myself, they've actually come into fruition. Yes. Like one thing on there, it says, I love myself more than ever before. I actually can say, I love myself more than ever before. Flaws and all, you know? So I think that the power of self-talk is definitely important. I didn't realize how important it was until I started seeing it actually play out. Yes. Because I feel like our minds can be tricked. Yes, they can. They can. Like We can trick our minds. And, and most of the times, our minds trick us. They definitely do. You know, the subconscious works overtime. Things that we don't even think that we care about anymore, things we thought we forgot, are still in our brain. And it makes us do things um, that we probably don't realize. We walk in trauma because it's all trapped back there. Mm-hmm. So uh, have you heard of CBT therapy? No. No. CBT. It's cognitive behavioral therapy. And so my my previous therapist and I would close my eyes. We meditate. Yes, I have. There you go. Yes. It works. Really? It works. Ugh. You are rewiring your subconscious. You are making your mind completely replay the situation. And next thing you know, your mind, you tricked it. It now envisions what you just meditated on. Okay. You know? And the only example I can give is like... I had a falling out with my dad years ago and I felt like it took me forever to forgive him. So I had to close my eyes and imagine the little girl um, sitting on my dad's lap and having him apologize to me. Even though I didn't really get that full apology, it seemed like the next day I woke up and I forgave him. I know it sounds so weird. I get it. It's like, okay, but- No, no, no. I need to do that. I promise you it, it worked. And I listened to the recording that I had uh, with my therapist every day, every day. And I forgave him. Next thing I know, it's almost like I just kind of forgot why we even beefed in the first place. That's good. You know? That's so, good. So, you know, self-talk, powerful self-talk is definitely important. Yes. And I'm so thankful that you came on. But, of course, I've got to ask you, you know, 2024, right around the corner. What can we expect from Jay Couture? What can we expect? I know you said something about a podcast. I don't want to speak too much on that, but what can we expect from you? You can definitely expect a podcast or two or maybe three. Yeah. You never know. However, the biggest thing, honestly, is just ensuring that I actually am going to do things that I say that I'm going to do. And I'm pretty sure you've heard me say that several times. Yeah. But I have to hear myself say it several times in order for me to actually do these things. Gotcha. Right? I'm going to hold myself accountable. Mm-hmm. And I'm also going to hold those in my circle accountable, too. Because at the end of the day, you never know when someone will take their last breath. Mm-hmm. And you never know what wrong turn might end a career, a walk of faith a walk of life or anything. But as far as content-wise, you will definitely see a lot of more Get Ready With Me's. And Jay Couture actually creates clothing. Okay. So I create clothing by way of press-ons as far as like vinyl, but I also put a bunch of raw materials as far as fabrics under a needle and thread, which happens to be a sewing machine, and I make (laughs) garments. So you're going to see a bunch of that. Okay. And then you're also going to see a part of my workout life because I'm in, I am seven months into a beautiful journey of working out. Ah. So you're going to see that. I've been recording since June. Oh, my gosh. I have so much content. 
you know what? I love that you're holding yourself accountable and we're going to be able to see yes. what accountability gets you. It gets yes. you far. It, it does. So much. But it's just really picking up that camera because I'm just like, oh. I know. I know. It, it, it takes a lot of energy, but you got you to gotta map it in and you will. I know you will. Thank you. So tell uh, the Edify tribe where they can follow you. Yes. Go ahead and tell us your ads. So all of my ads are the same for all platforms on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, and whatever other platforms it might come in the future. It's J Couture. J-A-E-E-K-O-U-T-U-R-E. J Couture. And again, I am J, just accomplishing equal empowerment. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I'm so happy that we're getting to finish off season two, part one. Go ahead and subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, and get ready for the relationship series coming to you in January 2024. Bye, you guys. Bye.